0: All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just the live TV as I like to call it. Today's episode is say no to one size marketing. I love this topic. Um, excuse me. And I'm super excited to talk about it. So to get into that, we're going to talk about our sponsor. Today's sponsor is My Best Fits Me. Uh, Is your business working for you or do you feel like you're walking around in somebody else's shoes if you'd like to learn how to make your business fit you go and check out the link top five ways to make your Biz fit you so go and check that out link in the description. If you would like to get involved, please make sure that you comment whether we are live or catching the replay comment if you have any questions or you'd like to get involved in the discussion, what the show is all about I'm your host of course Melissa Crutchler and I'm going to hand it over to my guest speaker to introduce themselves Chris would you like to do that
1: absolutely well thank you for having me happy to be here um i am a marketer Uh, i there's a couple things i'm really passionate about in life one of them is marketing the other one is leadership which are two of my businesses and i've been in marketing for about 20 years i currently own a company called lux level media which is basically a marketing agency we do a lot of things from social media to website design seo strategy which is one of my favorites And then uh, I also own and operate a company called Hustle Leaders Network, and uh, we have a adjacent podcast called Hustle Nation Podcast, and we train people to be their best selves, to be more efficient, more productive, and succeed both in business and in life.
0: Absolutely, and I love that. And do you do that by finding out what works for them?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, so often when I have conversations with people, whether this is leadership one-to-one consulting or strictly digital marketing i will often ask the question what is your vision and it works well because we're still in the early part of the year and so often i could talk to someone who's highly successful i have a a friend who's probably makes a little over three hundred thousand dollars in his online business and he says to me well you know i want more subscribers i would like more followers and more sales and i said well you know when you're talking to me you're kind of looking all around are you just making this up he's like well no i i want more and i'm like more of what that's not a vision that's a want and so i try to really get down to what would it be what would a great year look like for you and like well i achieve this i achieve that and they start to get very specific so if you know what you want to achieve or know what you want in life then your actions can map to your ambitions. But if you don't know what your vision is and don't know what you want, you're gonna feel pretty aimless and you're gonna probably also feel like your wheels are spinning. And that is never a good place because that's where stress and frustration comes from and burnout. And so um, I've been there many times in my life and I think really trying to get crystal clear with what is your vision uh, and then what what are some really tangible goals that we can set and more importantly, implement to achieve success. And I just think that rings true through marketing, business, one-to-one coaching, whatever. Yeah.
0: And it, it absolutely does. People think, oh, I, I have to get this level of a success. I don't know how many stories um, I've gone through or, and how many episodes we've done where we talk about successes is individualistic. Success is not, you know, I don't have, not everybody's going to have my excuse me, my vision of success or your vision of success. Um, So definitely I love the way you do that. And I think it's, it's commendable. And that probably helps every single one of your clients to be able to do that. Um, Yeah. So I uh, like you, I know we were talking about before, and it's also in his bios to go and check that out. uh, Serial entrepreneurs. So you and I both have multiple businesses. I am launching my seventh business on Saturday. (laughs)
1: good for you well
0: yes uh and that one is going to be the most exceptional um for comedic relief (laughs) we're just gonna put it out there that way um but i started one of my businesses that i started is my best fits me right and it goes to the mentality and the emotional stability of a business what do you want it to look like what do you want it to feel like right you have a bunch of business coaches and mentors and and people who are teaching the same thing over and over again and some people are finding results some people aren't finding results especially when it comes to marketing right i i can't stand marketing um myself <laughs> i it's not something i, I enjoy doing um so i'm not good at it right and because i know i'm not good at it i'm going to eventually be hiring a company like chris's to be like hey you need to market my stuff right um and so for me, it was figuring out that we're, we're not all walking in the same shoes, right? And right. if I tried on somebody else's shoes, even if they're the same size as mine, they're not formed to my feet. They're not going to fit yep. me properly. They're going to cause me issues because I'm not used to them and they don't, they're not comfortable, right? So whether it's your marketing, whether it's your advertising, whether it is your business structure, whether it is how you feel emotionally or mentally in your business – it's not one size fits all. So Correct. specifically today, we're talking about marketing. Now, again, I'm not great with marketing. Um, this new business is really going to market itself because it's, it's going to be that popular. But <laughs> <laughs> um, at the same time, what do you think the the biggest issues for one size marketing are? What what do you find like even for your own clients, what are their biggest issues when they come to you and and want that help. And and
1: that's, um, yeah. I'm... <clears throat> two things come to mind. Um, I, this is one I talked about this morning on a different podcast was, um, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I've tried it and it doesn't work or it didn't work for me. And so I like to just ask a lot of questions because I want to know why I want to know, was it, was it you, was it the content sucked? Was it, you no know, strategy. There's a lot of reasons, but ultimately the thing that I, I kind of find when I start to peel back the layers of the onion are I tried it. Okay. And I tried it for let, let's just take Facebook ads. Someone who's new to marketing is like, Oh, I want to boost some posts on Facebook. Okay. Anybody can do it. It's not that hard, but so often the answer is, well, it didn't work. Okay. Well, how long did you run an ad for? Uh, three days. How much do you spend? Oh, about $10 a day. Okay, well, you're going to reach maybe four or 500 people with that budget. That might sound great, but you can't move the needle. You can't make a big enough impact to determine was this successful or not. It could have actually been very successful, but you just, you might probably don't understand that in order to have an impact to move the needle, you probably need to spend at least $25 a day on a Facebook ad at minimum for the most part, um, unless you're maybe very local in a small market. Um, The other thing is that if you want to try, let's say Facebook ads, sticking with this example, you can't dip your toe in the pool. You have to jump in and jump in the deep end and you have to try to swim. You have to tread water. And I say that because even if you tried Facebook ads for a week and you spent that recommended budget, I'd be suggesting it still may not completely work you still may not fully understand its capabilities, its potential, the outcome. And so like anything, I mean, I have two guitars. I suck at playing guitar. I'm not good. I probably need a lot of lessons. But it's the more I play, the better I get. Same with golf. And so ads are no different. Marketing is no, no different. The longer you're doing something, the better you're going to get. So your ad might suck because your creative sucks. Your copy sucks. Your targeting sucks. <laughs> Could be a lot of other reasons, but it's unlikely that even someone who's really experienced like me, if I were to just run an ad for three days, it's not going to do a whole lot. You have to be more proactive rather than reactive in your marketing. And the, the bottom line here is consistency. You need to be consistent and trying something for three days in marketing is not likely to produce any type of significant results. The second one is strategy. Um, I I talk about this a lot, and I know you and I have talked about this in a previous conversation is um, I've been very lucky to to do a lot of public speaking in my career. And one of the questions I love to ask when I can is how many people in the room have a strategy, quick show of hands. And if there's 100 people, it's always less than 10 have their hand up. And so start looking around, I start counting, and I'm like, seriously, like 7% of this room has a strategy? And then I'll follow that up by saying, Okay who has it in document format and so, like now three people are holding their hand up. That means three people have a real strategy. Um, and how many of them actually use it at this point, it doesn't matter because if three people out of a hundred have a strategy, that's just overall pathetic. So I then ask the people, like if you don't have a strategy, do you think maybe that's why your marketing's not working? Maybe why your ad didn't work? Cause if if you can't expect your social media to work, how can you expect an ad to work? Especially if you don't have a strategy. How do you know what you're posting? How do you or your how does your boss hold you accountable? What data do you have to go back to your company and say, hey, I, I want a thousand dollar ad budget, not a hundred dollar ad budget? I mean, you're not gonna have a very good conversation because if you don't know where you're going or what you're doing, it's gonna look and feel like you're just throwing things against the wall on social media. So uh, I, I could talk about this forever, but I'll, I'll just say that to me, if you're not strategic, you're not gonna be successful with much, specifically in, in marketing. So um, it, again, the other part of that, the last thing I'll mention here is implementation. So there are the people who have a strategy But so many people are stressed out by the thought of a strategy because like me, I've got this 35 page business document that's probably 80% fluff that I wrote years ago. And I don't look at it because the thought of it stresses me out. It feels like a big burden to go through that and say, oh my gosh, all the things I'm not doing, right? Well, if you just made that strategy one page or two pages, nothing but the most important things, your mission, vision, values, goals, tactics to achieve the goals, how you're gonna execute, right? Um, all of a sudden you'd say, wow, that's this is so easy. And that that's kind of part of my tagline is you need to make it so easy, it's fun again. And so easy and so fun that you're gonna be excited to manage your social media again. And I think that's the big takeaway for me is we have to make things simple because it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's not that time consuming. It's only as difficult as you're willing to make it. And so same can be said about it being easy.
0: Yeah. And I love that because, you know, and, and you called me out on it too is, you know, I don't like marketing. I'm not good at it because I don't know how to do it. Right. I don't know how to oh, do it properly. Sorry. I don't have a strategy to do it. It's one of the reasons I started this show. Not going to lie. Right. There, there were multiple reasons why I started this show in the first place. One of them was bringing these conversations, right. Bringing the conversations that people either needed or wanted to hear and creating Topics of conversation. The second part was showing up consistency, right? Like showing mm-hmm. up consistently for me. I didn't just want to do random Facebook um Facebook videos or Instagram reels or anything along those lines. I wanted a purpose to showing up that yeah. wasn't just me just talking to people, right? Um here I get to have a conversation, it's fun, it's back and forth, right? Different perspectives, different ideas. And people are learning and engaging in the conversation at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I did something that worked for me and we've been running the show now for over a year, right? We have almost 200 episodes, already of the show, which is great. Right. <clears throat> Am I marketing it? Well, probably not. <laughs> that's all that's another story. Um, but again, it, I made it, I made it work for me. I made it and I've consistently done it, right? Even without seeing the results that I thought I would see, I'm still doing it because the, the, the value is there. Right. Um, and eventually again, when I learn how to make the marketing fun <laughs> than just showing up and doing the show, it'll be easier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think simplifying everything is is what's so important. And it's no different when I um I've got a big notebook that I I work off of every day and I've got post-it notes here and there. And to me, I've been very intentional about getting into deep work. And so basically I I look at it and I try to simplify things. I say, "Okay, what is the the big hairy thing here on this list looking at me that I'm going to be excited to check that off?" I try really hard to start my days by accomplishing the big things first, so that as the midday rolls on and late in the day, I feel like, oh, I got some stuff done. And at least if you get the big thing off your list, you have this sense of relief. And that then relieves the stress and the burden and the burnout. And I think the other thing is people start their day the opposite. They take the easy, low-hanging fruit, which is checking email, checking social, responding to a message, and you're three two three hours in and you feel like you got nothing done um emails can wait sometimes they can wait a day and that that could be a fault of mine where sometimes i don't check my email again until the next day but at least i'm getting big stuff done and i i feel like i'm trending in the right direction every week rather than spinning my wheels in mud
0: yeah so let's backtrack for a second so one size marketing is trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing To the point where it's not working for you, right? Or it doesn't feel right. Um, I don't know how many posts I've seen about, you know, posting, somebody told me to post pictures every day on Instagram. Every day, post a picture. It doesn't matter what it is, just post something every day. And I'm like, well, like I want to put some thought into it. Like I want to post something that matters. So that didn't work for me. Um, Showing up and doing lives two or three times a week. Yeah, okay, that's great. But again, it didn't work for me so it's how how do we differentiate between what works and what doesn't work while still ask like giving ourselves time to let it work
1: it's a great question i think that the the word that you just said that stuck out to me was differentiate and you have to differentiate for your marketing to differentiate and to be relevant to people so what I mean by that is I'll just use myself as a guinea pig here. Um, I'm a marketing consultant at, at heart. Um, I provide marketing resources, uh, tutelage, if you will. And there are probably at least a million or more people in the world that do what I do um, that are some kind of marketing coach or consultant. And I'm okay with that. It, it's like almost a chiropractor where you can find one on every corner. But I'm okay with it because I like to think what I do is different and what i mean by that specifically is uh, i started by thinking of an elevator pitch and that then will cascade into my marketing so for example i told you uh when when i'm in the elevator with someone they're like what do you do i used to say well oh, i do a bunch of different things i'm an entrepreneur and people are like yeah so what you know big deal so then i started just to think about it as my business what is going to be thought provoking or question provoking so i came up with i make Uh, I'm Chris I work with small to medium sized businesses i'm a marketing consultant and my goal is to make social media so easy it's fun again so easy you're excited to manage your digital marketing and social media again and then uh, I got to realize that people were asking me questions, and so um, I have tried to position myself then as a thought leader so where my marketing is different hopefully is i actually don't sell i don't sell anybody i just try to offer and add so much value to my followers news feeds that as a byproduct they want to follow me. They want to engage. They want to buy something. And so that—that um, that is my value is it's a marketing tip. It's a video. It's my thought on what's happening in the social media world. And if you position it that way, you'll never run out of content ideas. So I extract the, the thought that I want to sell. I've never in the last six months posted anything about a service I offer or a discount it is really trying to differentiate my message and my message is solely focused on educating so as all the things i mentioned that comes in the format of maybe a live video maybe a pre-recorded video maybe a facebook or or instagram reel or youtube short i also take podcast content which even though it's my leadership business i use that and i post that on other platforms again because it's hopefully content that people will be entertained by they'll be educated by maybe empowered and inspiring that that's something i really like to do with people because if you can empower and inspire they're more likely to build an affinity with your brand and with you and if that's the case I mean, why wouldn't they want to do business with you so that, that's really my focus and i know there are a lot of people out there that say well chris you know i, I need to sell i need to do this well if you just focus on selling you will be white noise because that's what everyone wants to do. That's what everybody is doing. But if you put yourself in the shoes of a social media follower, do you like ads? Do you like 10% off, 20% off, or buy one, get one free? No, nobody cares because your email inbox is currently full of all that. And I want nothing more to do than to click spam and unsubscribe. I'm only looking for things that I'm gonna be interested in reading. And if that's how you consume content, that's the content you should be creating. And so, that, that's really my focus. I, I think it's just that easy, if I'm being honest.
0: Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And I love that. Um, <clears throat> so as we both know, like I said, I'm not I'm not a marketing expert. So this this episode was more geared towards your knowledge and, and your expertise because it is your knowledge and expertise. Um, so how do you think people would avoid falling into the one size marketing traps that are out there and and not traps is in people are intentionally trying to trap you just more. So um, what I'm trying to get at is the mentality behind that. And I'm going to explain this really quickly for anybody watching is if everybody's trying to teach you the same thing and it's not something that might work for you, um, how would you get people to figure out what will work for them and and kind of radiate more towards that rather than again falling into these other things that are going to make them frustrated or dejected or or not feeling like it's fun
1: that's a good question i think you can do one of two things you can look at a bunch of other people's social media in your industry and you can say what don't i like about this or why wouldn't i engage with or buy something from this individual or this business Um, And then you can also, I would highly encourage the second one, which is um, take some time to listen uh, on social media, go through comment sections on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, wherever, YouTube, and see what are people saying. Um, Because if you know what people are asking, what they're asking for, what they want, what they're looking for, uh, and you can create content around that you will have a disproportionate advantage and i mean like massive massive advantage um, and so there are a lot of different websites uh, twitter is one where you can catch people talking about things typing in a hashtag you could see hey who's talking about social media management or uh, if i'm looking specifically at a social media management tool i'll just type in that the keyword and i'll say what are people saying about this this tool is there something trending on twitter in relation to the chip to this that like people are buzzing about because if that's relevant to what i do i might basically take a snapshot of that article i will do a green screen in let's just say instagram for reels and then i'll have the picture the image in the background of me pointing at the article talking about can you believe it uh elon musk bought twitter and he's going to do this and do that Well, all of a sudden that that video becomes very relevant if I can post it immediately because that's what people are talking about. And if I can give them an answer to that, um, it's bound to perform very well. And so um, there are a ton of websites from Google Trends to Twitter Trends where you can figure out what people are talking about and uh, provide content for them. So really it goes back to what you said before is just differentiate. If you are different, uh, people will notice and they they will engage with you. But um, the big thing is, is don't try to do what other people are doing. Um, try to do what they do better, if anything, uh, as a starting point, and then find your own voice. I think because when you find your own voice and you find something that you like, that your audience likes, stick with it.
0: Yep. I'm finding it to be a trend. Um, I said it in, I think yesterday or the day before, I said it in an episode this week. Okay. And I'll say it again, um, when something doesn't work, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a marketing tactic or a strategy or a business, if it doesn't work, it's not, It's not. you can use that to show you what you want by showing you what you don't want. I have done that with every business coach that I have worked with or any professional that I've worked with. If there is something in that space that I don't like or makes me feel a certain way, I use that and say, that's not how I want to do it. That's not how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I create a way that is right. So absolutely, 100%. For anybody watching, take that advice. Um, Find what you don't want and and be unique.
1: I've even gone as far uh, on LinkedIn. It's one of my favorite platforms is I will often talk about what flopped, what didn't work. I'll do like a, a flashback. Hey, you know, quarter one is over here's some things that worked really well for me. um, And then here's some things that did not work because I think people will find value in that. Like, Oh, well, those cat memes don't work very well on LinkedIn. I'm going to stop doing that.
0: Yep. (laughs) I could totally see that. Um, All right. Sorry. For some reason, something's going on funky with my throat, which tells me that our time is probably coming to a close. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going?
1: So I'll I'll just leave people with a little tip uh in terms of what's working right now to me. And I get this question a lot, is Chris you know, like, man, my social media is not that good, what should I do? I would say um put less time into posting organically to your Facebook page or your Instagram page and put that time into reels or vertical video as I call it loosely. It's not that you shouldn't post your profile a couple times a week, but five times a week just to get minimal results is not gonna work. And given the amount of time, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But ultimately, um, when you compare the performance of vertical video, which are reels in, on Facebook and Instagram or YouTube Shorts, it is outperforming traditional posts by anywhere from 4X to 10X. And that, that's not a like a, a guesstimation, that, that's a real fact. So if you're trying to get your content and your business in front of new people, I would definitely say, jump into vertical video it is um all the craze right now and it is very very successful
0: you just gave me a mad inspiration for my own so
1: <laughs> well I, I use my podcast content and that's what i do i edit that into uh 30 second, 60 second pieces and i just shoot it out on a bunch of platforms
0: yeah and it makes absolute sense and and yeah <laughs> Thank you for all the wonderful tips today, because even I'm going to take part in a lot of the tips that you shared today, because, yeah, my marketing is not the greatest.
1: (laughs) My pleasure. Happy to help.
0: All right. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciated your time.
1: Likewise. Pleasure to be here and hope we can do it again soon.
0: Absolutely. All right. For anyone watching or catching the replay, if you would like to get in touch with myself or Chris, please do so. Links in the description of this episode. Uh, our sponsor today, of course, My Biz Fits Me, top five ways to make your biz fit you. Um, if you want to be a guest speaker, a blogger, or if you want a topic featured on the show, please make sure that you reach out. Uh, And know that if you want to be a sponsor and you want to get your brand seen on one of our episodes, you can do so by reaching out to us at justalivetv.com. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I wish you all a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on where or where you're watching. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.
1: Bye.